يمكن في كثير من المستمعين بيعرفوا عنه لانه صار له اكثر من 75 سنه ان اكزيستنس اللي هو سامرز اند شوارتز محاميين عديدين بالعشرات من اختصاصاتهم الرئيسيه هي الاخطاء الطبيه امونج اذر ثينجز والمحامي جياسو هو اختصاصي في امور الاخطاء الطبيه اتوني جياسو اف يو كان بيجين باي ريمايندينغ ذا ليسنرز ذا نمبر اوف ييرز اوف اكسبيرينس ذات يو هاف Uh, I'm in my 30th year as a lawyer. 30 years. I have 22 years. <laughs> but I sort of, but somehow I look 25 years younger than you. you I don't do. know how I don't know how that You're taking a magic pill. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> and a bunch of other things. Which shall remain unsaid. Yeah. <laughs> the new thing now is the collagen broth that I take every day. <laughs> Actually, you just look great the way you are. Oh, thank you so much. I am joking. Thank you very, very, very much. I want um, anyone who wants to listen or wants to make a comment about anything that has to do with medical errors, pharmacy errors, hospital errors, emergency room errors, ambulance errors, etc. Anybody who has a question is fe- can feel free to call. We are getting calls into the office uh, because of this radio show, but I have found a little bit of hesitation uh, on the part of people to call into the show. They should not hesitate to do that. One of the things I want to begin by talking about, Attorney J. Yasso, is cosmetic surgery, particularly on women, but not necessarily on women, <coughs> and uh, medical malpractice. I started researching the subject, and I say researching because we're not so much talking here about, well, we're talking about a number of things here. I'm, I'm going to let you lead it, and then I will tell you what my bit of research has, has led me to find out. Uh, do judges and juries like cosmetic surgery cases? Let me explain. We're talking about maybe someone who went for a facelift and did not like the facelift and or ended up with a disfiguring scar or something like that and decided to sue her doctor, right? Correct. I'm talking about the medical errors. I'm going to start with the So go ahead, Jay. Do, do juries and judges like these cases? Well, personally, um, and you may get different opinions from different lawyers, but <clears throat> my experience has been that cosmetic cases are very difficult cases in some respect, and that is because, you know, when you're in court, in litigation, um, you're tying up the judge's time and the jury's time. And, you know, a lot of times they're leaving their personal lives to sit as jurors. So you better make the case a good case. And what we find in... You may want to come a little bit closer. Sure. Thank you. What we find in these kinds of cases is that... Um, most often, even if some plastic surgeon commits an error, and let's say you don't like the way your facelift looks, or you don't like the way um, you know, your breast augmentation looks, what we learn is that whatever is done wrong by doctor number one, more often than not, if it can be fixed by that same doctor, there's other subsequent treaters that can come in and fix the problem. So the law in Michigan requires that the patient, what they call, to mitigate their damages, that they have to go out there and get the procedure to lessen whatever injury that they have. And when you're dealing with cosmetic procedures, more often than not, you can get them fixed. If you get them fixed, your damages are Not be always, though. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, th- there are certain situations, and I'll give you an example. For instance, in bariatric surgery cases, Okay, where, where so somebody who wants to lose weight. Correct. Yes. And, you know, you have a lot of uh, different procedures that can be done, including lab bands and uh, other forms of bariatric surgery where, you're, you know, you're trying to tighten up the muscles around the stomach and prevent the individual from eating too much to lose weight. Uh, and patients sometimes are not happy with the way they look from the outside. The problem you have is that if the patient survives those procedures, the exterior portion can be corrected by plastic surgeons. Uh, I have had a case where a plastic or a bariatric surgery has gone wrong. The patient ends up in an ICU, and over time, the patient passes away. In those cases, of course, uh, we think that those are legitimate claims based upon the care that was provided at that time. But more often than not, more often than not, plastic surgery cases can be fixed. Okay. So you said a lot of things. The first thing you said, juries and judges are not crazy about listening to plastic surgery cases. We want to say that although, you know, judges, although they are there to hear people's issues, their their schedules are very, very tight. When you go into trial, you're asking that judge to block 
possibly days on end and sometimes even weeks where that judge cannot hear other motions or may have to stop your trial to hear other motions. The pressure uh, on, on that judge to accommodate a, a trial and to keep running the courtroom because it's supposed to be efficient, right. it becomes too much. The jurors are from a pool of the society living in the area and they feel that they are taking very valuable time out of their work schedule, out of their uh, home life. They will be paid almost nothing, like $10, $15 to just come for a day to court. And they may already feel biased against a plastic surgery case. So the first thing I think you said is it has to be, if a case has to result in litigation because of plastic surgery, it has to be the right case because it, otherwise it may cause irritation on the part of the judge and on the part of the jury for wasting their time. Correct. I think the second thing I hear you say is, just because something goes not the way you like it in plastic surgery, and I'm paraphrasing here, I think what you meant to say is, that does not mean that that plastic surgeon was negligent. Because let's go back to what is required to prove a medical malpractice case. You have to show that the doctor or someone in the medical field acted below the standard of care for doctors in that field. So if a woman does not like how her face looks or something like that, that does not mean that the doctor did anything wrong. That does not mean that the doctor was negligent, correct? That is correct. And so, yeah, go ahead. Well, um, again, you may get 10 plastic surgeons in one room visiting one patient, and those plastic surgeons may do, for instance, an eye lift, 10 different ways. There's no real one set ways. Medicine is not a perfect science. In the plastic surgery field, a patient can be fixed or molded in different ways. And that patient may not really like the way they look because it, that's not what they signed up for. But based on how they look is really not what you sue for. It's where mm. you ultimately will end up. If the doctor is, well, we're getting there. If yeah. the doctor is negligent. Right. Okay. Well, to get, to, to become negligent, what you have to prove is that there was some breach in the standard for that procedure. Right. Um, like other doctors would do A, B, C, this doctor did A, B, and X. Right. And maybe that's what caused the mutilation, the different result, and so forth. Correct. Okay. Right. And the third thing you said, you said a lot of things. Mm -hmm. The third thing you said is that no matter what, a patient has a, has a responsibility to mitigate her or his damages. Let's explain what that means. Sure. If a patient does not come out with the right results, say breast augmentation, then that patient has a duty to go seek other doctors and try to correct what was done wrong. And sometimes when that is corrected, then she does not have a case left to sue based on, correct? Correct. If I can just add to that just a bit. Please do. So, and the reason why you may not even get to trial in some of these plastic surgery cases is because um, the defense will bring a motion sometime before trial, basically arguing that this, for example, the breast augmentation procedure that didn't go well, that the patient didn't take her, it upon herself to go and seek out another physician or the same physician to see if what went wrong can be corrected. So you can't just walk into the courtroom after the first procedure and say, judge, I have been harmed. Uh, I should be compensated because the law requires that you go and seek out. Again, if there's a procedure to be done to correct it, you must seek that out before you walk into the courtroom. So do I hear you correctly to say that if someone listening has had plastic surgery and does not like the results, before she or he can file suit, she or he should have consulted and potentially done something, another invasive? Are you telling me that if, if a woman ends up with something she does not like before she can prove her case in court and show all the elements against the doctor, she has to have consulted with other doctors and done something, gotten into another surgery to correct the first surgery? What if, what if this person does not want to do surgeries anymore? Because she or he is concerned that, you know, it, it will add more scarring. Yeah. So, 
as you know, with any surgical procedure, there are certain risks involved. The risk of scar tissue, the risk of bleeding, the risk of an infection. These things can occur. But the Absent pa- any negligence. Absent any negligence. And you have, as a patient, you have to take on that risk, and you will sign a consent form taking on that those risks. That part I get. But yes. if somebody went and did something and they don't like it, it's almost like you're saying they need to go back and fix it. Right. So I get a lot of calls from primarily women who have plastic or cosmetic procedures, and they will say to me, I have paid Dr. A $20,000 to get a breast augmentation. I don't like the way they look. It doesn't look good on me, and I want to sue over it. Mm. And, I, and I say to her, well, I know you paid the $20,000, but you need to go and seek out a second opinion to see if you can get it fixed. And her response would be to me, but I have to pay for it again. And I would say to them, mm-hmm. you would, unless, of course, the first doctor is willing to pay for it. The problem that you have is you can't sue just over fifteen or $20,000 in medical malpractice. Because the cost of building that case and dealing with all these experts that you have to hire to look at the case and then testify and what have you right. will far exceed the 20000 It's like going on a treadmill that's going nowhere. That is correct. That is correct. So mm-hmm. as lawyers, you know, we, we try to... Uh, teach our clients ahead of time that these costs of litigations are very high. So if you're coming to us saying, you know, I've got a fifteen or $20,000 damage case, you know, we want you to sue the doctor over it. Our response is that we'll spend more money trying to get your fifteen or $20,000 than what, you know, than it's worth. And then all that money will go back to my law firm to pay for their costs. And after two or three years of hard litigation, you're going to walk away with little or no money. And then you'll be really upset with us. So we, we try to educate them ahead of time. Thank you. بنحب نذكر المستمعين انه نحن اليوم لمده ساعه مع المحامي جي ياسو اللي هو محامي عنده اكثر من 30 سنه خبره في الاخطاء الطبيه ومنضم لمكتب سامرز اند شورتس. بلشنا الحديث عن الكوزماتيك سيرجري او البلاستيك سيرجري شاركنا باربع نقاط يمكن حتى اكثر، اول نقطة ننتبه انه ليلي مصر يقدم دعوة وعنده القدرة يقدم دعوة والمطلوب منه قانونيا موجود ليقدم دعوة، يعرف كل انسان انه للقضاة ولا للجورز بحبوا انواع البلاستيك سيرجري كيسز اللي الجوري بتجي من عامة الشعب اللي موجود بالسوسايتي اللي هي فيها المحكمة، بفكروا انه تركوا عيالهم، تركوا اولادهم، تركوا غيرهم ليجوا يتسمعوا على ست او رجل عم يتزمر انه ما عجبته نتيجه البلاستيك سيرجري القضاه وقت اللي بيضطروا يعملوا ترايل الضغط عليهم كتير 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 لأنه عندهم داكت عندهم مئات الملفات بدون يمشوا ما بيقدروا يقولوا لمكتب محامات ينتظر لأنه القاضي عنده ترايل لمدة جمعة لمدة شهر أوقات في ترايلز بيداينوا أسابيع وفي ترايلز بيداينوا شهور يعني هذا القاضي بده يعمل بلوك لوقته ووقت اللي بيكون بقلب الترايل يعني بيكون حارم قضايا مختلفه اخرى من انه يقدر يسمعها ويقدر يمشي فيها سو so, القضاه كقاعده عامه ما بيحبوا الترايلز وبيحاولوا قد ما فيهم يشجعوا الـ 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 كل الاشخاص المعنيين الامر انه يعملوا تسويات بلا ما يصير في ترايل لانه الضغط اللي عليهم من ناحيه الوقت كثير كثير كبير سو so, في فرق بين لا سمح الله عمليه طلع منها الواحد مكرسح وفي فرق بين عمليه من وراء بلاستيك سيرجري ويمكن ما عجب الريزلت طبعا نحن مش عم نحكي عن كل بلاستيك سيرجري في بعض البلاستيك سيرجريز بيوصلوا لنتائج فظيعه وبقولها بطريقه سلبيه بنتائج عاطله جدا بنتائج غير مقبول فيها وهيدي القانون موجود لها وبفتكر انه الجاج والجوري بيقدروا يعملوا الفرق بين البلاستيك سيرجري كيس العادي والبلاستيك سيرجري كيس اللي عن جد الدكتور ارتكب اهمال واهمال شنيع. سو so اول نقطه انه ولا جاج ولا جوري بحبوا البلاستيك سيرجري كيسز. ثاني شغله مش لانه انسان امراه او رجل ما عجبوا نتيجه البلاستيك سيرجري معناتها بيقدروا يقدموا دعوه لانه بالنهايه دعوه بلاستيك سيرجري مثل كل دعوه خطا طبي. اول شغله المفروض الانسان يفرجيها انه في اهمال. شو يعني اهمال؟ مش اذا ما عجبتنا النتيجه يعني هيدا اهمال من قبل الدكتور. 
لا بنقدر نقارن الاهمال اذا الدكتور عمل شيء الدكاتره بذات الاختصاص ان ذا لوكاليتي ما بيعملوه او اذا الدكتور ما عمل شيء الدكاتره ان ذا لوكاليتي لازم يعملوه هيك بنقدر نعرف اذا هذا الدكتور اهمل مع هيدا المريض يعني اذا هذا الدكتور عمل كل شيء صح مقارنه بكل الدكاتره اللي موجودين هون ان ذا لوكاليتي حتى لو النتيجه ما طلعت على ذوقنا ما معناتها هيدا الدكتور اهمل واذا ما بنقدر نثبت الاهمال ما بنقدر نفوت على المحكمه اصلا ثالث نقطه حبت جاي وصلها انه كل مريض او مريضه عندهم ديوتي عندهم مسؤوليه قانونيه بسموها بالانجليزي ديوتي تو ميتيجيت دامجز يعني عندهم واجبات انه قبل ما يفوتوا على المحكمه قبل ما يقدموا دعوه يكونوا راحوا عند دكاتره اخرى استشاروا دكاتره اخرى وبالاضافه يكونوا عملوا عمليه او عملوا اجراءات ليصلحوا الغلط يعني ما بيكفي انه لنقول سيدي عملت كوزماتيك سيرجري لنقول سلم جدلا كانت بسبب اهمال هذه الست قبل ما تفوت على المحكمه بدها تكون مفرجايه شي هاز تو بروف انه استشارت دكاتره اخرى وعملت اجراءات عمليه او شيء من هالنوع لتصلح الغلط لانه اذا تصلح الغلط ساعتها شي هاز ميتيجيتد هير دامجز بيقول لي المحامي جياس انه في اغلبيه الاوقات ستات وانا ما ليس دائما ستات بيتصلوا فيه بيقولوا له طب ما نحن بدنا نروح عند دكتور ثاني دفعنا لاول دكتور 20000 دولار او او 5000 دولار او 10000 دولار اذا بدنا نروح عند دكتور ثاني بدنا نرجع ندفع من اول وجديد وبيقول لهم نعم بدكم ترجعوا تدفعوا من اول وجديد الا اذا اول جراح راد يدفع لكم حق العمليه سو so, في قانونيا في ديوتي في واجبات تو ميتيجيت دامجز وثالث شغله بيقولها كمان المحامي جياسو انه حكينا عنا بالماضي ملفات الاخطاء الطبيه مكلفه جدا 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 هي مش مثل ملف حادث السياره ملفات الاخطاء الطبيه اللي ما بتكلف بتكلف 20 30 و40 الف دولار ليش لانه عم نتعامل مع خبراء هن دكاتره هؤلاء الدكاتره بيشجونا بالساعه انيوير من 500 ل 1000 1500 دولار حسب شو هو اختصاصهم سو so, اذا ست عملت عمليه دفعت 20 الف دولار وما كانت مبسوطه منها او حتى سلم جدلا انه كان في اهمال بتقول كيف بدي روح عند دكتور ثاني ادفع 20000 دولار ما نحن اذا اخذنا الملف رح يكون عندنا تكاليف تكاليف 20 30 40 50000 دولار يعني هي ذاتها بالنهايه وبالاضافه وبالاضافه سبب من الاسباب اللي في كثير اشخاص بيرفضوا المحاميين بيرفضوا ملفات الاخطاء الطبيه لانه الاصابه منها كبيره، الاصابه يمكن تتصلح بعمليه، اذا كانت العمليه قيمتها 10 و20 و25 الف، ما هيدي تكاليف الملف عند المحامي، سو so بتطلع تقريبا هي ذاتها. Thank you very much for these four points. I want to add And that's where I started uh, doing some research to see what is happening out there in that world of cosmetic surgery. And the thing, again, I did very little research, but mm. the thing that kept coming up from not in the state, from other states, local television stations doing like, you know, on the five o'clock news, the six o'clock news, um, came out about doctors who are doing plastic surgery who are not plastic surgeons and who are not board certified in plastic surgery. I even read somewhere that a plastic surgeon was saying or somebody on these news was saying that one third of the reconstructive surgeries or the revisions come from to repair previous surgeries done by non board certified plastic surgeons. Mm -hmm. Anything you care to say about that? Yeah, you know, as patients, we have to shop around and we have to do our homework. And the best thing you can do now with the access to the internet is to search out the doctors, find reviews. out- Reviews. Reviews. Look and see what their background is. Please find out if they are board certified, which means it's an added qualification. Absolutely. And if you're just going with any doctor because your friend recommended them, you may run into problems later on. That's that's the risk, and that's on every 
person listening, that's their job to do before they put Absolutely. their face or their bodies in the hands of a doctor. Absolutely. So, the surgery or cosmetic surgery, research اللي هي بسموها بالانجليزي ريفيجنز يعني العمليه صايره من قبل وحس المريض انه مضطر يرجعها يعملها من جديد ليصلح الغلط من قبل تو ريبيري بريفيس سيرجري التلت منهم عم يجوا من وراء الدكاتره عملوا العمليه وهن خارج هذا الاختصاص دنتست فاميلي ميديسن دكاترة مش اختصاص بلاستيك سيرجري وهون بيقول جاي وانا بايده الراي انه من الافضل البورد سيرتيفيكيشن هي اتس ان ادد سيرتيفيكيشن وهي هي حمايه لكل مريض انه يتاكد انه الدكتور اللي عم يدقر له وجهه او جسده يكون مختص از بلاستيك سيرجن ويكون سيرتيفايد باي ذا بورد اوف بلاستيك سيرجري وبالاضافه نطلع على الريفيوز نطلع على معلومات اون جوجل لنعرف شو بنقدر نحصل على معلومات عن هذا الدكتور حتى لو كان بورد سيرتيفايد بلاستيك سيرجن يمكن ما يكون ذا رايت فيت يمكن ما يكون الشخص المناسب لهذا المريض المناسب هذا كل اللي بنقدر نعمله ما بنقدر نعمل اكثر من هيك، يعني بنقدر نعمل اللي علينا وبعدين مثل ما بيقولوا بالعربي الدارج بنسلمها ربانيا. سو so, نصيحه اخيره انه بورد سيرتيفايد بلاستيك سيرجن، بس هيدا كمان غير كافي، الريفيوز مهمين، وات بيبل ار سينج اباوت ذات بورد سيرتيفايد بلاستيك سيرجن از اكستريملي امبورتنت از ويل. ثانك يو فيري ماتش. يو كان اد Anything you want. Thank You're you. the expert in this field, <laughs> not me. Well, um, we always talk about doctors and medical doctors and DOs and what have you. What we find in the plastic surgery cases are really, it's what we call, even like hair removal is considered somewhat uh, as an aesthetic. aesthetician type malpractice cases you may have heard about hair removal like laser yeah laser very good so often conducted by non-doctors but by the staff working for the doctor absolutely yes. so and, and or I in spas spas yes um, and I, i won't use any names but no 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 and, and, we, <laughs> and we talked about we talked about how you're much too kind to do that anyhow no but no okay. but we, we we talk about mitigating damages i have a client right now who a beautiful 29 year old lady who went in for a full body hair removal procedure. And she was worked on by, again, um, a lower level medical person. They're called aesthetician. It's hard for me Mm -hmm. to pronounce, but they're just trained to use certain machines that allow, in this case, laser removal, to, to remove hair. What they what she didn't do is properly set the machine. It was not properly calibrated. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the patient's skin, color, tone, all that in order to get the right machine. So it's not right out of the box. Correct. Okay. And not everybody's going to use the same machine mm-hmm. or the same calibration. When I saw this woman, and by the way, whatever she has now is not correctable. She cannot mitigate her damages. Okay. And how do we know that? Because she went to other people to try to fix it and it could not be fixed. So, so she is stuck with what you see. What you see is second and third degree burns. Ooh. And she looks like a zebra. Oh, When you no. look at her body, she's got lines going through from her uh, b- bottom of her neck all the way down to her ankles because she had full body hair removal. On the back of her body, okay. Uh, front and, and back. Okay. Front and, and she had total hair. This poor woman is beside herself. She cannot wear anything with low cut. She can't wear any bikinis. She But you said all the way to her knees. So what can she wear other than pants? Not very much. Oh, and no. So in those kinds of cases, again, you got a lower level medical person doing this and didn't properly set the machine. And this poor woman's got scars for life. Mm-hmm. And um, Permanent injuries. Permanent injuries. And, and to a young woman, yeah. these are very serious injuries. Any jury... would not be bothered by a case like that. No jury would. No, no. In those kinds of cases, you will see that, it, it's t- t- at least to this patient, it's personal. You know, women especially love to look good. And 
she can't put on clothes that make her feel good. She doesn't have high self-esteem anymore. She feels bad about what happened and she takes the responsibility upon herself. And she's going to feel self-conscious if she ever wears a dress or a skirt. People are going to look and or ask her, what yes. is this? Yes. She tries to This is serious. This is not about vanity. No. She went from the esthetician's office to the burn center. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And they try to work on her. She's seen a number of plastic surgeons to try to remove some of these scarring. The earlier pictures show nothing but burns and scabs. Later pictures shows nothing but lines going through her body. She's got light skin and dark skin lines going. It looks like a zebra. It's really sad. Hindsight being twenty twenty, what could this young lady have done differently so that she wouldn't be in that situation? Did you look into that center that she went to? Yeah. What do we know about that center? Was there anything out there that a reasonable person would have said, I'm not going there? No. This, this center is actually one of the more reputable center in the area. And in fact, it's really in a, in a high affluent area. Uh, I don't know if she went online, but if you go online, it doesn't show anything or doesn't have any reviews that are negative that would have caused her to turn away from this location. She went there because she had spoken to people and she felt she had done her research and it was the right place. It was the aesthetician situation where they just failed to properly assess her body and failed to properly calibrate the machines. And that, we say, was negligent. Absolutely. Because a, a, any good aesthetician would take into consideration the pigment in her body and so forth before they calibrate the treatment for that. That is correct. So that is negligence. And that yeah. negligence caused her permanent injuries, those being initially the scapping, the second and third degree burn, which now settled as discoloration like a zebra. Correct. You know, is it red and white? Yeah, it's, 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 it's really light skin and really dark skin. Oh, brown and white. Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so that esthetician um, is employed, was it a salon? It was a spa. It's a spa. It's a med spa. It's yeah. a med spa. So that esthetician is hired by the med spa. And so you are looking into suing the med spa. Yeah. So. I, n- I know you cannot say No, no. And I, and I won't say, but I can tell you this. The med spas are, by Michigan law, have to have a physician running them. Correct. So in this particular case, a plastic surgeon, a board certified plastic surgeon owns the med spa, but hires again the lower level. Uh, individuals such as esthetician. Uh, They have other individuals who do the injections for blips in other parts of the body. Um, And when we hold them accountable, we hold not just the office, but also the plastic surgeon accountable. Okay. So the plastic surgeon's uh, license is on the line for failing to properly hire and supervise. And train. And train, failing to properly train and supervise her or his employees. Correct. More often than not, what we find is the plastic surgeon, the MD, is nowhere on site. And they're not around. It's the lower level people that are really running the business. I'll tell you what it is. With all due respect to everybody listening, I do know because I have a couple of friends who, you know, are plastic surgeons. And one of them said to me, uh, one of them told me that he is a medical director of a spa and for that earns an extra, I don't know, five, seven thousand dollars a month for pretty much doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And I warned him that, you know, he's exposing himself unless he is seriously involved in the running and the, in the supervision and the training, then he is exposing himself to serious harm. And another one said to me, he has been offered more than once to be and adamantly refuses to take on that position because he understands all too well that should anything happen by those employees in the spa, he will be, he will be sued as well. Yeah, absolutely. The, the physician will be on the hook. And again, Michigan medical malpractice law requires us to bring these cases, not just the, with the lower level, but the people who are supervising them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to have brought this under just your normal general negligence, negligence, but I can't because it involves a medical treatment. All right, so the the plastic surgeon will be sued as being the director of the medical spa, right. and the medical spa will be sued. Now, will the count against the medical spa be a general negligence count or a medical m- medical negligence count? It's going to be both, and really, it's going to be medical malpractice. But as lawyers, you know, we we are overly 
cautious and so we bring two counts right and then we let it work itself out but as to the plastic surgeon it's medical malpractice all right correct ask me why we bring a general negligence case why do you bring a general (laughs) negligence case because if the because if if it falls outside medical malpractice then the general negligence will catch that such as with the with the spa and we're not uh, subject to the medical malpractice laws which means there's no caps there's no notices of intent. Mm-hmm. There's no affidavits of merits, which is what our experts have to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, j- much easier. Much easier, and the damages for these patients are much greater. So it is of no comfort to anyone to know that they're going to a spa that has a medical doctor, even a board-certified medical doctor on s- on as director. That in and of itself is no guarantee of safe treatment. Right, right. I mean, they cannot open the office unless there is a medical physician behind the office. That I understand, but if it, but if it limits, I mean, like the first doctor who told me he feels very happy is making passive income of five to seven thousand dollars without right. doing much. If that's the way you're looking at it, then I get it. In order to open a medical spa, you need a medical doctor. But if the medical doctor is not, then the medical doctor is on the hook. He is on the hook. Mm-hmm. Yes, he simply can't put his name on the office and say, uh, I didn't commit this act. In fact, you are responsible for that office mm-hmm. as a physician. Okay. So, I'm going case that Mohamed Jayas has been عملت ليزر هير ريموفل عملته على جسمك الله من قدامه من ورا راحت على ميديكال سبا بمكان غني جدا يعني بتصور بلومفيلد او او برمنغهام بتصور ام نوت شور هيز اوكي وعملت عملت ليزر هير ريموفل في هذا المكان و بسبب الهيزر ليزر ريموفل صار عندها سكند ديجري اند ثيرد ديجري بيرنز على كل جسدها يعني صار عندها حروقات درجه ثانيه ودرجه ثالثه سكند ديجري اند ثيرد ديجري سكند اند ثيرد درجه ثانيه ودرجه ثالثه على جسدها كله من تحت رقبتها من قدام ومن تحت رقبتها من ورا لحد اجريها من تحت لحد الانكلز تبعها سو من من السبا راحت دغري على بيرن تراما سنتر لحتى يعالجوها كانه هي مريضه حريق يعني مثل الانسان اللي بيحترق لا سمح الله وبالاول عمل جسمها وكان عندها سكابز واشرت واليوم اللي بيطلع على جسمها عمرها 29 سنه جسمها لونين ابيض وبني مثل الزيبرا مثل الحيوان الزيبرا اللي هو مشقف لونين ابيض وبني او ابيض ورمادي فهي ابيض وبني شي ديد ميتيجيتور دامجز حاولت تعمل المستحيل لتتخلص اول شيء راحت على البيرن سنتر لانه هيدي اسرع طريقه للانسان يقدر يعالج حروق وحكيت مع كذا دكتور ما في شيء بيقدر ينعمل لها سو اللي بتقدر تعمله عملته وما في شيء بينعمل كان تيك كير اوف ذا سيتويشن يعني بيقدر يحل الامر سو so, طبعا هيدا اهمال لكن اهمال لانه بيقول لنا جاي انه الهير ريموفل هي مش بس قصه uh, مكنه وعيار لازم الانسان اللي عم يستعمل المكنه ياخذ بعين الاعتبار uh, جلده الانسان لون جلده الانسان واشياء اخرى سو الظاهر انه التكنيشن اللي استعملت المكنه ما ما حددت وما طلعت على بعض العوامل يعني بس معلمه انه تستعمل هيدا المشين وتحطها على عيار معين وهيك عملت سو هون السؤال هل اهمال طبعا اهمال هل الاصابه كبيره ولا هل مكتب المحاماه رح يصرف 10 20000 دولار وما يطلع مصاري ما يرد تكاليفه لان بلا الاصابه كبيره لانه الاصيب الاصابه مزمنه الاصابه مزمنه لبنت صغيره عمرها 29 سنه بعد عندها 50 60 سنه تعيش اصابه جديه لانه محروقه من فوق لتحت يعني الا اذا بدها تعيش حياتها كلها لابسه بانس بنطلون ما راح تقدر رح تكون كثير سيلف كونشس ما عادت قصه فانيتي صارت اكثر من هيك هيدا منه كيس رح يزعج الجاج او الجوري لانه الجاج والجوري هن بيقولوا اذا نحن كمان رحنا وحطينا ثقتنا 
بمكان محترم ما منريد يصير فينا هيك سو رح يتقبلوا هيدا الموضوع والقرار رح يكون اقامه دعوه ضد الميديكال سبا نمبر 1 وضد الجراح اللي هو بلاستيك سيرجن لانه المحامي جياسو بيقول انه في ميشيغان ما بيقدر انسان يفتح ميديكال سبا الا ما يكون في على الستاف تبع الميديكال سبا جراح اختصاصه بالبلاستيك سيرجري سو هذا السبا في جراح بلاستيك سيرجري وانما للاسف اللي صار صار سو وقت بدها تنقام الدعوه رح تنقام ضد السبا ولح تنقام ضد الجراح لانه الجراح عنده واجبات مش بس ياخذ معاشه عنده واجبات تو سوبرفايز عنده واجبات تو ترين عنده واجبات انه يراقب وعنده واجبات انه يدرب فهون the argument is انه هذا الجراح مش مدرب وكنت عم شارك المستمعين وجاي انه عندي اصدقاء جراحين بلاستيك سيرجنز اثنين بالتحديد خبروني واحد منهم ما بيعرفوا بعضهم واحد منهم بيقول لي انا مبسوط كثير ايام ميريكل دايركتور اوف سبا بيدفعوا له بين الخمسه وال7000 دولار بالشهر ان هي داز فيري ليتل كان كثير مبسوط حذرته انه اذا لا سمح الله صار شيء ممكن يكون معرض لاقامه دعوه الثاني خبرني انه دائما بينطلب منه وهو كمان بورد سيرتيفايد بلاستيك سيرجن خبرني انه دائما بينطلب منه انه يكون دايركتور اوف ميريكل سباس وبيرفض لانه بيعرف اذا لا سمح الله صار شيء من قبل اي موظف بالسبا المسؤوليه هي على البلاستيك سيرجن وبيقام دعوه ضده فمشان هيك دائما بيقول ثانك يو بات نو ثانك يو ذا واز ا فيري باورفول اكزامبل يو جيف اس جي اباوت cosmetic surgery and about this young lady. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. بحب ذكر مره بالشهر بر معدل بنستضيف المحامي جياسو اللي عنده اكثر من 30 سنه خبره بقضايا الاخطاء الطبيه رقم الاتصال 313-769-6666-519-256-1023 وعبر الواتساب 313-327-7074. Jay, there are a lot of people listening. I know because I have gotten those calls who can tell you horror stories about laser hair removal and scarring. They can tell you horror stories. It seems that in the Middle Eastern community generally, there's been a, a, um, a, a mushrooming, you know, like everybody opens a spa and, you know, they're, they're, they're putting people who don't have the, the right kind of training and the right kind of supervision. I've had so many calls over the years, so many calls mm-hmm. from women who share similar horror stories uh, about, you know, where they received their treatment and the scarring and the, the terrible results that they were left with. Sure. I, I, I get a quite a few calls as well. Uh, like as we discussed before, more often and than we not, have a call now, but go oh, ahead. Sure, no, more often than not, um, if, the, if the scarring is are not permanent, you turn them down very sadly. Down. That is yes, correct. yes, yes. Because again, the cost has to be far less than the likelihood of the amount of the recovery. Correct. Yes. Thank you so much, Rami. Anna Etisal is up to smash. We will take mm-hmm. the call. نحن اليوم الظاهر عم نحكي about cosmetic surgery the whole hour. Hello. Hello. نعم يا أهلا وسهلا. اهلا وسهلا بحضرتك انا عندي سؤال لو سمحتي تفضلي اول شيء مع مين عم نتكلم اذا بتسمحي مي مي تفضلي سيدي مي رحت عند بلاستيك سيرجن عشان مثل ميني فيس ليفت قبلته اول مره وقال لي اوكي خلص حنعمل العمليه نعم اعطاني مثلا لتستي 29 مارش ان ابوينتمنت فور لاست تايم كويشنز حددوا لي العملية ب ابريل 9 من السنة الماضية؟ يعني فاينل كويشنز بيفور السيرجري قلت له دكتور يعني انه فجأة بده يجيني زوار وهيك انا بقدر كلينينج ليتل بيت وهيك اجى قال لي يعني هيك حسيته انه هو عصب وقال لي لا ما فيك تعمل كلينينج كثير يعني وهيك قلت له طيب انت بتنصحني انه انا اجل العملية قبل ما يروح الزوار من عندي فجأة ما شفته ولا هو يعصب وصار يقول شي وانس تو كلين وطلع برا الاوفيس 
هي اغنورد مي وقدام العالم كلياتهم قال سيرجري از كانسلد وراح على السكند بيشنت وانا رحت على السكرتير قلت له واتس جوينج اون انا بس قلت له دكتور انا مستعده هلا ادفع امط يعني ويستينج يور تايم اجى قال لي نو ام نوت انترستد وي ويل توك اباوت ات رحت عند السكرتيره احكي معها قلت له انا ما عملت شيء يعني انا بس عم بساله فاينل كويشنز المهم طلع من عند البنت البيشنت الثانيه وباصبعه الصغير هيك هي كولد مي وقال لي انت يو ويستد ماي تايم قلت له دكتور ام ريدي تو باي ناو يو نو ام نوت ويستينج يور تايم ام سيريس اباوت ات اند ام سو اكسايتد تو دو ذات سيرجري بعدين اجى قال لي اوكي وي ويل كول يو يعني انا هذاك الوقت حسيت انه اي ام سو هيوموليتد يعني هي بوت مي داون سو ماتش لحد درجه انه حكيت للعالم كلياتهم اف سمبادي كول يو لايك ذيس باي فينجر قالوا لي ايفن ذا انيمالز دي دونت تريتد لايك ذيس بعد 10 دايز انه توقعت انه انا قلت لرفقاتي كلياتهم انه انا ام نوت انترستد انه اتعامل مع دكتور هو تريتد مي لايك ورس ذان انيمال يو نو اتصلت بالسكرتيره وكانت رفيقتي معي انا ما بدي اعمل العمليه بس حبيت انه اثبت انه هو فعلا هي از ا ريسست دكتور هي از ا سيك دكتور سو لما سالت السكرتيره اوكي شو صار بال appointment ما اتصلتوا لي ما اتصلتوا فيي فور انذر appointment she said doctor said he is not interested <تصفيق> so you know انا بهذا الوقت يعني كثير اثبت يعني اثبت لي انه هو فعلا هي از racist هي ignored me just قدام العالم كلياتهم لاني I'm by myself ويمكن because my English is not fluent so لحد هلا I am still hurt وانا مش عارفه شو اعمل يعني انا كل ما اسال العالم انه حدا treated you this way بيقولوا لي this is you know you have to do something about it وانا بصراحه ما بعرف شو اعمل انا okay. بتمنى انه انت تنصحيني شو اعمل نو no بروبلم مش انا اللي حنصحك قد ما هو المحامي جاي رح ينصحك when he pointed his fingers at you were there other people present other patients yeah yeah all people yeah كانت العياده مليانه وكل وحده طبعا مع حدا الا انا باي ماي سيلف وانا اوريدي اعطيته فكره عن نفسي قلت له انا عمري مثلا 50 years وانا اي ونت تيك كير اوف ماي سيلف اي ونت نيو ستارت ان ماي لايف واعطيته فكره عن حياتي يمكن okay. بس كلياتهم انا بتصور انه بك... لانه يمكن انا عربيه او هيك كان كثير يحكيني بطريقه فوقيه يعني no. هو فوق وانا تحت نعم no. يعني هذا اتس نوت اكسبتبل اوف كورس قلت له دكتور ام ريدي تو باي ناو يعني قديش كنت اكسايتد لدرجه انه انا جيت مثلا وان داي بيفور فكرت الابوينتمنت انه لاست تايم كويشنز يعني قديش كنت اكسايتد حطني داون وحطمني وخلاني يعني اكره كل شيء بحياتي يعني اوكي okay. يعني so انا حضرتك بتحبي تعرفي بس صار عندي سكارز نفسيه يعني نفسيه بدون شك لانه حسيتي حالك مهانه بدون شك وانهنت قدام العالم كمان <تصفيق> و و ولحد اليوم مش شاعره انه قدرتي تعملي شيء يعني هيز جيتنج اواي وذ وات هي ديد اي اندرستاند سؤالك هو هل في حلول وما هي الحلول؟ اسمحي لي بس ترجم له للمحامي نعم انا قديش مهانه كنت بدي ابعث له كاست اقول له يو هيرت ماي فيلينجز يو كيل سمثينج ان مي يو نو بس مشان اطلع الغضب اللي حكت فيه لحد اليوم بحكي مع العالم بسالهم somebody did this for you شو بتعملوا؟ بقولوا لي هذا اسمه humiliation this is racist ما بنعرف اذا ريسست لانه هيدي بقلب الانسان ما بنعرف اذا 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 تصرف بهالطريقه لانه غير عربي عم ينظر لك عربيه او او شيء من هالنوع يعني اذا ما قال كلام معين يمكن الايج يمكن اي ام باي ماي سيلف وكل وحده مثلا مع بوي فريند هزبند سمبادي ويستقوى علي يعني الكلمه بالعربي استقوى علي نعم طيب شكرا سيدي يعني عملني مثل الانسكت بالضبط نعم أنا متأسفة كتير بس بفتكر أنه في عندك بعض الحلول رح نحكي عنها مس ماي أور كولر يو كان تيل هاو فيري أبسيت شي فيلز نوت جاست أبسيت شي فيلز هيلبلس شي إز سايكولوجيكلي فيري ديستيرب بيكوز ذا لونج أند ذا شور أوف إت شي فيلت إكستريملي إكستريملي هيوميليتد أند مينيمايزد باي أي سيرجن ذات شي ونت تو دو سيرجري ويز The long and the short of it is she wanted to do a mini facelift and they set out a surgery date for her. And prior to the surgery, she was supposed to return to the doctor for some final questions and answers. 
At that point, she told him, I'd like to ask you, I have visitors from out of town. Will I be able to do the surgery and be able to engage in some cleaning and whatnot? At that point, she wanted to know whether post-operatively she's able to strain and clean and do all that because she didn't want to do anything that would interfere with the surgery. At that point, he burst out and he said, the surgery is canceled. And then he came outside and he said in front of other patients, surgery is canceled. And then he pointed his finger at her in front of other patients. She went to talk to the nurse or the, the receptionist and they told her, we'll call you. So she said to him, I'm here willing to pay. I just, I want to make sure, and I'm paraphrasing here, I want to make sure that I don't engage in any behavior that will be contra, I, I, the contraindication to the surgery I'm about to do. And so uh, they said, we'll call you back. Ten days later, when they didn't call her back, she called the office and they said, he does not want to do your surgery. She talked to a lot of people about it. And everybody says to her, you have to do something. I can tell from her voice that she feels she's still very angry. And I understand she feels humiliated, talked down to, minimized, marginalized. And... She wants to know what can be done about that doctor. It appears that that doctor is not Middle Eastern because she says he's racist, but truth is we don't know his heart. He hasn't said anything. Let's say this. He hasn't said anything that points toward the racism. He didn't say you Arabs. He didn't say you whatever. He didn't. She feels that maybe he's racist against her because she's from another race. Or she says, is it because I went alone and I didn't have a husband by my side or a boyfriend by my side? But Let's empower, first of all, that is very, very wrong. And him talking in front of other patients, yeah. isn't that a HIPAA violation? <clears throat> the, the quick answer is yes, it is. Uh, well, last I checked, the HIPAA violation was like a felony and a $75,000 fine. Well, um, I do know that uh, HIPAA violations really, unfortunately, don't go very far. It's about, uh, how about she starts that process and have him deal with it? Well... You mean the HIPAA violation? Yes. Process? Yeah. I mean, yes. You, so you, that he learns a lesson next time. You could you could make his his life uncomfortable. But here, here here's the whole catch. First of all, May, I, I'm so sorry this happened to you. I yeah. mean, th I, I can hear the pain in your voice, and I'm, I'm really terribly sorry. And by the way, your English is very good. I know you said <laughs> I can understand a little bit of Arabic. Um, but but I, I want to just turn the tables. If you walked into an attorney's office, and an attorney treated you that way. Would you go back to that lawyer? Would you actually go back and give him your money and your service? Before this doctor did anything on you, he's already made you upset. My, my thing to you, and, and you should be upset by what he did, and he should not treat his patients this way. But my point is, is that no patient ought to be treated like that. And since he hasn't started to work on you right away, my recommendation would be to not walk a step into that office again, please. And I don't think she plans to, but I think yes. she felt even more angry when he made it look like it is in his hand. He no longer wanted her. Yeah. So I think I think that she was bruised that way. I don't think yeah. if given the option today, she would yeah. go into that office anymore. Jomana, you and I talked a little while ago about... I bet you if he told her, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, I no. bet you if when she called 10 days later or if they called her and said, okay, we have your schedule, you have your surgery schedule, I bet, I don't know, but I bet you... $100, $1,000, should have said thank you. But I've seen plenty. You're not a good fit for me, and I'm not going to bless you with my business. 99% of physicians don't behave that way. They really do have good good bedside Patient manners. Patient manners, yeah. But the problem is, is that you, you've got a physician here for whatever reason has decided that he doesn't want you as a patient. Why would you want to go see him? So I know you're upset. Yeah, you could probably go into a courtroom, spend some money on a lawyer, and f file a HIPAA violation. But I'm not sure if that really is going to send the message. As a physician, he has the right to choose his patients, too. And he can say, I, want, I can treat patient A, but I don't want to treat patient B. True. A lawyer can choose her or his clients. A doctor can. But a doctor should not do it this way because Correct. there is something called, when we say HIPAA, let's clarify, that's the patient-doctor privilege. If someone goes to a doctor, that doctor is not free to tell. That doctor is not free to say he is the doctor. That doctor is not free to disclose any information in any way about that patient. And it seems that this doctor, by pointing 
God forgive him, pointing his finger at her right. and, you know, blasting out surgery canceled. He has, vi- he has violated the doctor-patient privilege. I think we have four minutes. Yeah. Um, she should look into the HIPAA violation. Why not? And maybe I can help her. I have to look into it a little bit. A doctor is not supposed to violate HIPAA rules. That's a felony. And last I looked at it, granted it was several years ago, it was like a $75,000 fine. If she has witnesses that can show that he talked about her and to her in front of others and disclosed enough of what's pertinent surgery there, he just disclosed in front of others that she was going to head for surgery. She's in a plastic surgery office. So what more do you need? But what else can she do? I I think he deserves a very bad review, if you ask me. I'm sorry, but she should be warning other people about him. But secondly, Every doctor, every lawyer, every whatever, they have their license renewed by Lansing, by mm. the state of Michigan right. every year. Shouldn't she be writing a complaint? Yeah. So there's an agency in Lansing um, that oversees all the physicians in the state. And you can go online and you can file a complaint online. It doesn't cost you one dime to do so. And uh, Do you remember what the name is? Yeah, my name it, is it, at the tip of my it's tongue. It's under LARA, which is the state of Michigan, L-A-R-A. It's under the state of Michigan um, uh, agency. It, oh, I, I can't remember, but it, it, it's a really a monitoring agency for physicians. And you can bring a complaint, and they will do the investigation, and they'll tell you whether or not he has violated HIPAA before you go there. So way. let me clarify. Sayyidi May, if you want to help us with this issue, there is a monitoring license يعني عندهم اجازه الاجازه تبعهم بتتجدد كل سنه سنتين ثلاث سنوات اذا بعثت رساله هيدي الرساله رح تقعد بقلب الملف تبعه لحد يحين الوقت اللي بده يجدد الاجازه تبعه في هذا الحال he's going to have to answer to this يعني رح يضطر يواجه هيدا الموضوع ويشرح للبورد اوف اكزامينرز ليش في شيء بالملف ضده هيك والريفيو كمان مهم وإذا بدك أي مساعدة بهذا الموضوع أو بموضوع الهيبا فايليشن لأنه حكى عنك قدام المرضى الآخرين وهيدي جيناية وآخر مرة طلعت عليها كان عليها جزء 75 ألف دولار اتصلي بمكتبنا ونحن منساعدك مجانيا بهذا الموضوع قد ما منقدر شكرا جزيلا جاي thank you so much أتوني جاي ياسو it was a wonderful show thank you and uh, Tamara Taha, thank you so much for helping us here. My pleasure. And Rami, thank you very much. Shukran. And thank you to all the listeners and our caller. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.